Right. We are live. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Dale. <laughs> so welcome, everybody, to uh, my investigation into all things that kick ass, basically. And I'm telling you right now that the gal that I have on here right now um, basically set me on that path, what, 25 years ago or some insane <laughs> timeline like that. Um Nancy was my 4-H leader in a leadership club back in Salmon, Idaho. And what I love about Nancy and everything that you did for me, Nancy, was that basically if any of us had an idea, if any of us wanted to do something, Nancy was our biggest cheerleader in the world. Nancy was like, yes, go do it. Have fun. And then I would usually get upset with her about this time because I would say, okay, well, what do I do? And you go do stuff for me. And this is how this works, right? And she's like, no, no. So this is how this works. It's your idea. Now go do it. <laughs> and I used to be so angry at you. I don't know if I ever told you that, but I would be so angry. I'm like, no, this is not how this works. You're supposed to help me do this stuff, not me do it all by myself. Yet, with all that said, uh, you taught me independence, self-discipline. You, you taught me and those in my crew that just run with it and, and take off with it. So that, man, I'm so excited that you, you chose to be on here with me. So real quick, who are you now? What do you do now? You're, you're not doing 4-H leadership anymore. So what are you doing now? Well... In 2008, Tom and I went back to school, and we um, attended BYU-Idaho, and I graduated in 2011 with a teaching degree in English and theater and speech. So I began teaching, uh, and my first year was, oh, really hard. <laughs> it was very difficult. And so I, I guess I was kind of... Um, I just thought I had been working with young people for my entire life, and I just thought I would walk into it. But there was a lot about teaching I didn't understand. So I began taking some professional development through Boise State, and there was a Boise State writing project that I was able to get a fellowship for, and that experience really helped me gain a new and deeper understanding of what good teaching looked like. So I began working on a master's through Boise State, and um, I took all of the professional development that they provided. So then the Idaho, um, the state of Idaho developed a professional development course called the Idaho, Idaho Coaching Network. And I, it was based off the Boise State Writing Project, so I um, decided that I would take part in that. So I did. And by some unknown uh, fortunate event, they asked me the next year to become a coach in the Idaho Coaching Network. So that's what I'm doing now. And I'm learning every year. I'm just learning so much about teaching. And I'm working with adults. Uh, I'm working with educators in this region, which Fortunately, includes salmon and Ledor 
and Idaho Falls and Rexburg, and that's what I'm doing. Holy smokes. You know, (laughs) wow. Um, Just to give a little premise to everyone, um, Nancy was a V cornerstone in the 4-H community back in Salmon. And the impact that Nancy had on our community, because you were the 4-H educator, correct? Is that the proper term? I was the 4-H program assistant in Lehigh County. Okay, so to give you a premise of what this amazing person built in our community. So for those of outside of Idaho, uh, John Logan and I discussed it really briefly the other day of, of how isolated salmon really is. Salmon, the closest town to salmon of any size is 57 miles away, right? And if you want to go to a McDonald's, you're driving two and a half hours. That's the isolation in this community. So But with all that said, when it came to 4-H and specifically team leadership, Lemhi County, Salmon, Idaho, was at the top across the state. We sent more kids to any regional, national, and international program in the state for decades because, and I'm putting this all on on you, Nancy, is that, and it wasn't all about you, and, and I understand that, but at the same time, It was your, I get the shakes thinking about how you infuse your enthusiasm into your world. It's crazy. Okay, so let me just share what my memories were. First of all. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. We're done. I remember, and and you can correct me. Um, But first of all, one of my first memories of you was um, that stands out is we had an ambassador training in Lemhi County and Andy Smith came and he conducted this training and you were young, probably about 12 and you were terrified. The entire experience was so out of your element. I remember, I remember this incredible fear, and I remember tears. And I'm trying to remember, Dale, did you speak at that? Was that the so, first time? Or yes. were you, did you? Because I thought you did. Yes. So what happened was Andy Smith came up, and it was, yeah, an ambassador's program that, that he brought up to us. Right. And he was farming. That was his livelihood at the time, is he was still farming. And he refused and you refused to leave until I gave my speech. And I can't even, I can't even remember what the speech was. It it had to do something about the impact, something impacting my life. I don't remember what it was. And I remember not just saying no, but hell no, I am not standing in front of my friends. I am not standing up and talking. You're just, it's not happening. And Andy had to get home to change his, uh, his irrigation, his, okay. his set. Okay. And, and he stood there. Everybody left. Matt left. Daniel left. Uh, all your kids left. Everybody was gone. It was you, Andy, and me left in the room. That was it. And Andy basically cornered me, and you backed him up the whole time and said, listen, you schmuck, this is what's happening because you guys st- – <laughs> You guys saw in me what I did not. 
And so I remember bawling on the stage. It was two chairs or whatever it was. I remember bawling my entire way through that speech. You both gave me hugs. And you both said, good job. The thing I learned was I didn't die. <laughs> so, yeah. I've always, I've always remembered that as a transformational point for all of us. Um, because it was terrifying to push you to that point. But, but when you made that, when you took that step, we all changed. We all saw the importance of, of having the courage to face those fears in a way that we hadn't before. Okay, so my next memory. <laughs> this, this correlates with yours. So you weren't very old again, and you wanted to organize a trip to Lagoon. Okay, so I knew, I knew that it was going to be a pain in the butt, right? And I wasn't sure that that many would want to do it. And so, frankly, I thought, you know what? I'll support you, but I'm not going to do a whole bunch on this. So you would come to me and you would say, well, what about a vehicle? And I said, well, you could contact so-and-so and so-and-so. And so then, uh, and then basically I said, good luck. <laughs> and well, what about advertisement? Well, you know, I, and I remember distinctly that you, you, Ask the questions, but I did not do anything. You did nope. it. You did it. And sure enough, I thought nobody would go. I thought it would be canceled. However, three people signed up to go on that and followed through. And we got in the car and we went. Yep. Okay. So again, that was a huge learning. Le that was a huge lesson for you and for me. Because up to that point, I had been doing so much of the work and I gained an understanding that young people are incredibly capable. They have vision, they have energy, they have desire, and they're willing. If you just give them some guidance and support then and get, get out of the road, yeah. they can take you and the group places that you never um, dreamed of. And the fact of the matter is <clears throat> we were a team and yes. you know, I, what happened for, what happened was I went to a training and I said, you know, we want to start this builders club. You know, how should we, how can we do this? Um, what, what will, what will motivate young people? And I remember, I don't remember who it was, but I was sitting with the leader and they said, they said, you need to take them somewhere. You need to have a goal and you need to, to travel somewhere. And so we came home and he said, well, we're going to go to Washington, D.C. And which was crazy. We'd never done anything like that. And we worked our butts off. And everyone did. All of those young people worked so hard. I remember I, I tell people I tell people all the time, you know, I was um, I was in Germany for a while and, and you and I have lost track of each other a lot. And 
I actually uh, ran the 4-H program for uh, when we were in Germany at Ansbach, awesome. right? So real, real quick side story, because this all comes, you have touched so many lives indirectly. It's insane because I tell that story so often. I tell, I tell people that we took, we took nine kids. If I remember correctly, there was nine we of did. us. There was we nine did. of us. And guess what? We did not spend one dime out of our own pocket. We spent 12 months fundraising, organizing, writing letters for sponsorships and scholarships. And, and I'm telling you, Nancy, I can't believe that, that Sam and the business people in Sam and let me come back to town because we knocked on doors and we begged and, um, oh my gosh, uh, um, the owner over at Saveway, um, Jim Bills. Yes. Bills. He would walk the other way when we, when he saw us coming in and forced. Because when it came to doing anything, we went straight to Mr. Bills and he would see us coming in. He's like, oh, crap, here we go again. But we were taught sales skills. We were taught communication skills. We were taught um, dedication, stick to itiveness, everything. And I tell that story a lot. And I tell I tell it to young people all the time is that we went us out of little podunk salmon, Idaho, all went to Washington, D.C. for dang near what? A week and a half. It was like ten days and, of something crazy. And it was it was something that a kid from North Fork, Idaho, never thought even remotely possible. And you put the challenge out to us. And I'm telling you, the crew that we had, and I see Matt on here, and I see a few others. You know, um, we were taught that it can happen. We were taught that it, it is possible. And, and the thing is, is, you know, the crew we had, and I'm slightly biased, the crew we had was second to none, period. Really? Hey, and, and I, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of young people, and that was a choice group of young people. And I see it in the lives that you're now living. You've gone on to become a force for good in your communities. And you know, that's the other thing I really want to credit you with is I want to, you know, the third, the third uh, memory that I really wanted to share with you was um, that you, you know, you recognized the benefit that 4-H had been for you. And you came back, you went back as a volunteer as long as you could. And you didn't do it out of a sense of, well, I got to go. No, you did it because you loved it. And you went with your full heart and your full mind and you were present. You know, and I've thought a lot about that. Uh, I've thought about that first class that you taught um, on body language. And I still remember, Dale, I still remember, and and I, I don't remember a lot of things, but all of these memories really stand out in my memory. I remember sitting in that circle and having you talk about body language. I remember your passion. I I still find myself even now when I'm sitting in a meeting and I I take, you know, I check and I think, oh, I'm closed. (laughs) I got to open my, I got to uncross my arms or, oh, um. Oh, look, look at the way they're, 
they're shaking my hand. Oh, that, you know. And so I still remember those concepts that you taught. And, you know, as I analyze that, I recognize that you had a desire to learn, that you discovered something that you were passionate about, and you shared that passion in a, an authentic way. And then you came back year after year, and you gave and shared that passion <clears throat> with young people. And you became your own force for good and affected and influenced young people, thousands of young people. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and, and I, I, I really appreciate that. But I can't take all the credit because if I didn't have you, if I didn't have Andy, if I didn't have Melanie, if I didn't have, you know, the Davidsons and the Utters and the, all of the leaders, the adults, the influencers, the I've got a big stick here. You will go do this or else people in my life. Uh, my mom, my dad, everybody. Here's the thing. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here because you are the biggest advocate for youth leadership. And if we don't have the adults, just like the very first story you told is, is, is recognizing in us what we don't see. Right. Right. If we don't, if we don't have you talking to us, even as an adult, let's, let's, You're let's, right. let's get away from the youth versus adult thing. Just us period. If we don't have people that are our champions, who are our cheerleaders, who are our true friends that call us on the BS that's going on in ourselves, then we can't be those things, right? And I have to ask, and, and you flip this, and it's you, you're, you, it, I love you. You are so amazing. But I got to ask, and I truly need to, to, to know, and this is a question I've never asked you before is why and what did you see that prompted you to give me time? Well, let's not just say give. You basically told me this is what you're going to do in that first class and, and had me teach. What? How did that work? I, okay, so to address just a couple of your comments that have resonated with me, you're absolutely right. And we, we've really got to give credit to the 4-H leaders that were a part of the 4-H program. Because again, Dale, you know, we, I wasn't an island. First of all, I had Bob Locks who, whatever I said, can we try this? He would say uh, the same thing that he did, that I did too. He'd say, yeah, go for it. Um, you're on your own, but, but you can do whatever you want. So, so that... So I did have, I did have a leadership, leadership that I worked with that allowed me to pursue dreams. Um, and, and the second, I think the second, you know, when you ask what, what helped me see something in you, I believe I saw something of myself in you. Um, because, you know, when I was young, I really needed heroes. And I had heroes in my life. Elmira Caps, I've told you over and over. Okay, Dale, she did the same thing with me. 
she was this scrawny, you know, at-risk kid that she took into her home and she helped me sew and she um, provided all of these opportunities for me. And then I had theater and I had Mr. Barney who, who um, cast me in his play and just showed me this whole world that I didn't even know existed. So I had those experiences in my life and when you came along, I saw the same thing in you. You were searching and you were ready to learn. You were teachable. You really had a growth mindset and you were willing to, um, to embrace opportunities. You didn't say, no, I'm not doing that. You know, and you could have, right? You could have said, yeah, I'm out, but you didn't. You said, okay, well, I'll try this, which is, which, which then provided the, so then encouraged me to say, oh, well, if he can do that, he can probably do this, you know, and you did, right? Let's get shovel some more on there. And you did, you did. And I think that's just such an important lesson um, for adults is, yeah, and I understand we live in a different world now, but in the world that we lived in, uh, but okay, let me just tell you that I worked with a group of young people at Madison Junior High, and we there was no drama program, and we kind of wanted to start a drama program, and so it was a similar thing, Dale. They just needed the opportunity, and <laughs> similar thing. I started a leader, a, a kind of a drama club, and I said the same thing. You know, these are some things you could do if you want to. I'll support you. And they took it. Yeah. And they went for it. And so I think that I learned, thankfully, from Bob, from the great leaders we worked with. Remember Linda Govan? Mm -hmm. Man, she kicked. She was amazing. Yes. I just learned. For, and your mom. I loved your mom. And, and honestly, I was reading in my journal last night, and we could not have done it. <laughs> without the parent support that we had, which was incredible. Oh, you, you, you know, and without our parents and without the, the volunteers, you know, my mom, you know, and Linda Govan, she was my next door neighbor and the Prestwitches and the Cowers and, and everyone, you know, and honestly, the, it, and we can go on and on and on and on. And, and one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that I, I really want to touch on, is you created an environment where even though salmon's a, a, a small community it's still very clickish especially in the high school it's still very very clickish right and you created an environment well 4-h does that in general but more yeah yeah 4-h does that in general but then there was this microcosm and the more i look back the more i realized this is that in, in that ratty little room where we had our 4-H meetings, there was a microcosm in there where whoever walked in that door, it does did not matter what their bend on life was. It did not matter what clique they came from or what family they were from or whatever. As soon as they walked in that door, we were all on the same page. And for me, 
Walking in as an eighth grader coming from the private school system and not having the best social skills in the world and having, like you mentioned already, this palpable fear. Walking into that room was the first time over in um, the courthouse where the, the extension office was originally walking into that tiny little room and mom pushing me in the door and saying, here's your leadership club. And I was like, the hell it is. I don't want to be here. These are a bunch of kids I don't know. And it's scary as hell. And you walked over, gave me a big hug and said, thank you, Dale, for being here. Sit down. We're getting going. And everybody was on the same page. And I'll be honest with you. I see Matt's on here and a few others. And I still keep in contact with Michelle Jackovac and, and, and a, quite a few others of our crew at the time. And I look at it. I'm like, I was not the popular kid. I was not the good looking kid. I didn't, I wasn't a kid that came from money. I wasn't, I wasn't a kid that fit in any of those stereotypes. And yet when I finally made it to high school and because of our builders club, I was able to walk and talk to almost every click in that school and it was okay. And that was the environment you created. Along with everyone else, of course, of course. But walking into that room, it was it was already established that nobody's above ever, anybody. We're all on the same page. And if you want something, you're going to work your tail off to get it, period. Because we had nothing. We had no money. The, the community had no money. None of us had money. If we wanted to go do something, go, you know, Matt, Ferguson, Fergie. I still to this day remember him coming up to the club and saying, okay, I got an awesome idea for a, a fundraiser. And, of course, you're like, okay, what is it? And he said, a topless car wash. And you were like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, not happening. He's like, what? You, you wash everything but the top of the car, you know? And – that was just that that was it, you know, that's what we did. And so I blame you. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you caught that vision from the beginning. And I remember you saying, We're a family. And somebody has to catch that, Dale. Somebody has to catch that from the leaders, from the from the young people like you know, you caught that from the older Builders Club members and you carried that forward and you did reach out to everyone who came. And because, and because there were members like you, young people like you, that were willing to reach out of the clique or the comfort place and welcome others, that's the kind of environment, you know, the young people created. And, and it was fun. It was. it was so fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, and, and I, I, you know, I have a, it's funny. You, you said that, and, and I'm not the only one in this boat because I, I talk to, and I try to keep track of a lot of whether they're from salmon or just my 4-H family. You you hit it on the the nose. It's a family. Right. It's a family. And, and you know what? Family doesn't get along all the way, but family's family regardless, right? right? That's and right. um you know I just lost where I was going with that. Anyway, right. I, and I think that's a great point, Dale. I think that, you know, 
you, everyone in the Builders Club didn't always agree. Mm-hmm. And they didn't always see eye to eye on what we should do. But they were willing to look beyond the disagreements or things they didn't agree with for the good of the family, for the good mm-hmm. of the club. Mm-hmm. And, and they were still willing, and they were willing to put that aside and to have fun and to rejoice in, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, in the things that we were doing. Yeah. Well, in case in point, I remember when we went to DC for whatever reason, it was over, it was like 800 bucks that or something like that. It was right around that number where we had to raise. That was our airline ticket. That was our food. That was everything. Right. And it was around 800 bucks or so. And I remember Frankie and me raised, I think, the most out of everybody. I know Frankie won. We had this friendly bet right. on whoever raised the most money got bragging rights. And I and uh, I was I was peeved at him for a while because he beat me, right? So, but at the end of the day, I don't remember who it was, and it doesn't really matter. Somebody fell short of their fundraising goal. Somebody wasn't able to get all the money. So and, and basically they weren't, they didn't have the means to go anyway. So Frankie and I threw in our extra, kicked it in, and he more than I did because I didn't have that much extra. I remember he threw in it quite a bit. So then that way this, this the kid can go. And that, you know, that that's family. That that's, that's what it's all about. And yeah, I, I remember there was, there was club meetings that went on for like two hours and it was nothing but us just screaming and yelling and hollering and, and and just being pissed off for whatever reason. And and you have the patience of a rock. I, I love it because you would just sit there and you would let us just just get it all out. And then you would be like, all right, sit down, shut up. This is how we're going to be. Stop. Now, these are what this is what needs to be done. And it, it was. Yeah. It was awesome. It was amazing. And just think, Dale, just think if our country, if, if we could create that movement in our country, just think if, if we could work really hard and then if we had extra, we would just help those mm-hmm. who just needed help. Just think if, we, if that mindset could be, could be in our country now. It, that's all we need. Yeah. That's really all we need. Yep. And so that's, and- this, that's another really important insight is that Young people can see past the, you know, all of this mess. They can see what really matters. And, and I, I just don't think we give them enough. Um, yeah. Well, and sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I just think that they, if we would involve them a lot more in leadership positions, mm-hmm. in authentic leadership positions, in our schools, in 4-H, in our churches, in our government, our, our community governments, I think you'd see some changes. I absolutely agree with that. And, and real quick, you know, when I was over in, when we were over in Germany and I was working with the CYS program, we kind of created our own builders club in a way, you know, we were, we were, we were calling it the leadership council. And at first, the kids were just freaked out about it. And they really, you know, these kids hadn't been really pushed and they really hadn't been asked a lot of. And, you know, we got in, we said, okay, what do you want to do? And the other thing that I really respect about you, and this is something that I've tried to pass it forward, is that 
even though it hurt you to the core, you were willing to let us fail. And that's super hard. And and being an adult, being adult, it, it's hard to let that happen. And yet I let that happen when I was over there. And I really remembered your your counseling on that and, and your drive on that. And, you know, they'd be like, all right, well, we want to do a dance. Okay. Well, I know a little bit about that. So let's do it. All right. Here's your list of stuff. Here's, here's subjects and options and here's what you need to do. Who's going to do what blah, 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 get all organized. Now go. What's our deadline? Oh, well, our, our, our next meeting is in two weeks. Okay. So in two weeks, what are we going to have accomplished by that time? We're going to have this done. Okay, cool. And so throughout those two weeks, I'm seeing these kids every day after school. So I'm like, okay, how are you doing with it? Just touching bases, blah, blah, blah. We get to the meeting. Nothing's been done. Oh, well, we need to get, we get, we need to get working. Nope. Nope. Done. We've exceeded our timeline, our deadlines today. Nothing's been done. So guess what? No dance. But, 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 but. No buts. It, it's done. It, it's over with. And the first couple times I did that, oh, it broke my heart, but they were pissed. I'm like, okay, are you pissed at me or are you pissed at the situation because you didn't follow through or you didn't do this or you did do same conversation you had with us. I don't know how many stinking times, <laughs> right? And guess what? The next one we got, it was way better. And the next one, and by the time it was all said and done, we actually sent one of our kids to a year wide leadership program. And when it was all said and done by the time, and this is another very, very long story, but I actually brought six kids from Germany to DC to do a 4-H style event. We weren't able to actually participate in the 4-H, but I brought six kids over from Germany to DC for a week. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And I blame it all on you. Because what Look you at what we've did, done. That's so fabulous. Yes, full circle, right? Full circle is that I said, here's an opportunity. Do you guys want to do it? Yes. Well, here's the workload. Here's everything that's going to be needing to be done by the parents, by the students, by the teachers, by everything. Yes. Awesome. We started off with a list of 15. We ended up taking six. That's fantastic. Wow. So with all that said, Nancy, I'm sure you have better things to do than, than to, you know, hang out here with me all day. I would, don't get me wrong. I would hang out with you all day long. Can we do this again? I would love to. I, I just want you to know how much I've enjoyed the opportunity to connect. I loved watching John the other day and just remembering so I'm, I'm just really, I'm really excited that you're doing this and I'll be eager to watch and support you. Awesome. Well, let's do this again for sure. Cause I definitely need, there's, there's so much more that you have to give, you know, the whole purpose of, of this investigation into kickassery is I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to just infuse things with people like yourself. This isn't about me. This is just about the community. And, and like you said, if we can take a little bit about what we learned and what we've done and we just keep pushing it out there, I think, I think this is all going to be way better. So um, speaking of John, him and I are going to chat about uh, star Wars on Monday since the new star Wars movie's coming out. So anyway, Nancy, thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you. Have an awesome, awesome day. Yes, ma'am. All right. right, Take take care of yourself.